0: Now we go to the man that really ran one of the greatest races I've ever seen, nearly won the gubernatorial here in the state of New York. And what better guy to bring on the day after that disastrous state of the state that Kathy Hochul put on yesterday than Lee Zeldin. Great to have him back, my dear friend Lee. Lee, good morning, buddy. How are you?
1: You know, you're going through the the lineup and and you're missing the, the most important ingredient. There was one Constant all morning, and
0: it was sid freaking rose <laughs> God, I love you, I really do i I, I am so in love with you i, I, I mean you 're right there with danielle it 's neck and neck, thank you for saying that uh, listen lee uh, you you, uh, you did run a great campaign, amazing, and I want to talk about Hokel, but last week you were on, and you we were here talking about Kevin McCarthy, and at the time, McCarthy had not yet gotten. The votes yet hadn't won yet. And I floated, hey, maybe you'll be the Speaker of the House. And you were like, listen, listen, I'd like to see Kevin get it, blah, blah, blah. So he ends up getting it. Now they've changed the rules. So moving forward now that Gates seems happy, Bobert seems happy, how do you think the House operates?
1: It's going to be hard. I mean, to be honest, you know, you have a balance of power in D.C. So for either party to be able to get something done, it's impossible to do it without the other party. Uh, You can conduct oversight in the House of Representatives desperately needed. So we'll see those investigations getting launched quickly, substantively, subpoenas. The the oversight function is going to be uh, a win. Uh, They are going to be able to get good stuff done. From the legislative standpoint, it's going to be hard. And inside the House Republican Conference, it's a very small majority. uh, And it's not going to be easy to be able to keep it together. Uh, They changed the motion to vacate to just one member. One member can uh, call to try to vacate the Speaker chair at any time. But this is the way I view it. If you're doing a great job as Speaker of the House, then you don't fear it. Because if somebody calls up a vote to try to vacate the chair, if you're doing that good of a job, then you're going to have a vote and you're going to actually come out of that even stronger than you were before. So I would just say as a, you know, as a, it's a challenge to every member of that House Republican majority is just kick ass. Just do a great yeah. job. Yep. You know, work together, try to get good things done. The oversight's gonna be a bit easier than the legislation, but you know, stick together and uh, you know fight. Do everything in your power to save America. That's what this is about.
0: And I think you think they got it right. I mean, I know Jim Jordan is a great guy. They mentioned him. They brought up Byron Donalds. They brought up uh, heck. Even Gates brought up Trump. He'll be on this show, by the way, next week. But I think you think they got it right with McCarthy. Yes. Hey, that's
1: up to uh, that's up to Kevin. Uh, you know, going forward for the next couple of years, it's not going to be easy. But but the way that this was going down, you had. 200 people who were in the conference who were strongly behind Kevin. You had 20 who who weren't. Uh, for some of them, they really wanted to get you know, somebody, anybody else. For others, it wasn't personal to Kevin. They just wanted to not just challenge the status quo but to change the status quo. And they secured all sorts of different rules, changes, and different votes that are going to be coming up uh, now on legislation like term limits and more. Yeah, so you know, as far Kevin, Kevin has his shot as Speaker of the House. He is the Speaker of the House, uh, and it's it's a time to truly shine. Uh, and you know, iron sharpens iron. Maybe what happened last week makes him an even better speaker than if he just got it on uh, round one. I'll say for one thing for sure, I believe that the House is going to be stronger because of the changes that were secured over the course of last week. I hope Kevin does an absolutely amazing job, and it's not because. You know, of any personal feelings towards Kevin, it's because of personal feelings towards our country.
0: This is uh, the great Congressman Lee Zeldin, who should be governor today. He ran an amazing race; mathematically, had no chance of winning, yet almost won which is a testament to the campaign that Lee Zeldin had and the way he ran that race with class and dignity. But Kathy Hochul, the Wicked Witch, she did win. Yesterday was her state of the state. I had John Katzmatidis on earlier. He said he was very disappointed she didn't spend more time on bail reform. In fact, everybody I have spoken to said they were disappointed she didn't spend more time on bail reform. I imagine Lee Zeldin feels the same way.
1: Oh, absolutely. You know, she's trying to get away with just simply saying rhetorically, uh, we need to look at improvements. And then hopefully all the people who are just willing to hold her water, who want to see her you know, be successful, even if she doesn't actually accomplish anything, that they would just say, oh, look, she's acknowledging that we need to make changes to bail reform. Now, if there's no changes made to bail reform, it's everybody else's fault, but she tried. No, <laughs> What I would do is I would stand there yesterday and say I am declaring a state of emergency here, here in the state of New York, and we on crime, and we are going to suspend cashless bail and the halt act, and less is more, and raise the age and discovery law changes. We are going to unapologetically back our men and women in law enforcement. We need to give judges discretion to weigh dangerousness when setting bail. Our priority is going to be law-abiding New Yorkers, not the criminals. We are taking back our streets. We are taking back our subways. Enough is enough the people of New York have an Albany that has their back, again, the law-abiding New Yorkers, that is. Now, instead of doing that, because, you know, Sid Rosenberg knows what to say, Lee Zeldin knows what to say, if you actually want to lead and and, and make this city and this state safer, but instead, she says that we need to look at any possible improvements next topic. That doesn't work.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's what she did, you're right. Possible improvements next topic, and you know, I mean, she, t- she talked uh, very little about uh, even corruption, something that you brought up. I, I did actually play a whole bunch of uh, your cuts because you did that uh, little speech. I guess you're outside your house. You're all dressed up. You look great. And you broke down the state of the state. And I played about six or seven cuts, Lee, early this morning because I thought you had the best wrap-up of what she did. But not just bail reform. There were three or four other major issues going on here in New York that she basically didn't even mention.
1: Yeah, what about our schools, improving the quality of education in our schools, lifting the cap on on charter schools, kids stuck in multi-generational poverty, having access to a better performing school. Where's that? I mean, you you know, you talk about housing. Her housing plan is actually an assault on the suburbs. (laughs) I mean, she's talking about basically anointing herself as town supervisor, county executive emperor, and more, giving herself all of these titles, if, if some local suburb that didn't vote for her... I mean, listen, she's targeting Long Island. She got creamed on Long Island. So because... You, you, you can see it on her face. You go back and watch the video of the state of the state yesterday, and she's, a, she's recognizing these other elected officials. She's going through the other Democratic statewide elected officials, and then Carl Hastie and Andrew Stewart-Cousins and People Stokes. Look at her face when she is... Uh, recognizing Rob Ort, the Senate Republican leader, and look at her face when she's recognizing Will Barkley, the Assembly Republican leader, and she has that look of disdain. Yeah, and it yeah. wasn't that. But by the way, these are good people. Yep. Like yep. I, you know, I, like I would be you know, recognizing all these folks, Republican, Democrat. You're just acknowledging the, the different leaders. It's the beginning of a speech, and you go hit the ground running. But I, I, there's an act of retribution here that's part of the agenda, it came across not just in the tone, as I just mentioned, but you look in the policy, like the housing plan, and uh, the, you know this is no good.
0: I know, and then Letitia James, Antonio Delgado, I mean, God. You had a great one with uh, Allison Esposito. You guys were such a great ticket. Michael Goodwin, his story today in the New York Post was about Hochul, Lee Zeldin. He says, real message? Escape from New York. You talked about that in your piece you did after the, uh, the wrap-up yesterday, and you said how there was a time when, when Eric Adams said, hey, stay, and Kathy Hochul said, nah, get out of here. You, Lee Zeldin, Sid Rosenberg, Donald Trump, get out of here. We don't want you anyway. And that was a takeaway from a lot of people yesterday that she was basically saying, if you don't like it my way, get the hell out of here.
1: Yeah, she she actually says this out loud. You know, This isn't some conspiracy theory where we're reading between the lines. Go back and watch her rally speech in August where she's telling people to leave. Why? Because we challenge her, because we don't agree with her on everything. We're supposed to leave. And then they want to lecture the rest of us about uh, being – uh, inclusive, and you know, making sure that you know New York is a home for everybody, as long as you support me. Apparently, and there's a lot of New Yorkers who are taking that advice, and saying, "You know what? All right, I'm gone. I'm packing up, <laughs> and I'm leaving, and I'm heading somewhere where I-, I am going to feel safer. My money is going to go further. I'm going to live life freer." And, and she's basically daring folks to go, and they're taking a hop on it.
0: I want to ask you about Biden on the way out, Lee. The, you know, the report comes out that he's got classified information, stuff on the Ukraine, stuff on Iran. He's had it there for like seven years. He's not that far removed from blasting Donald Trump on 60 Minutes for the Mar-a-Lago Raid, and then we find out this puts he's got stuff there for six or seven years. He claims, I didn't know, blah, blah, blah. He's a liar. Uh, what do you think about this? Uh, I know much less in terms of document numbers than Trump, but he had him nevertheless. What are your thoughts on Joe Biden hoarding these documents? Well, this
1: is the problem with the, the double standard alert, the, the hypocrisy that people are going to be looking for when you're going after Trump in the Mar-a-Lago Raid my first thought was, man, I bet you that President Obama left the White House with documents that you might say are classified. President Bush before that might have left the White House with documents before that that you would say are classified. The, the, the President of the United States uh, has an ability to be declassifying information on their own. And the idea We all know what happened with Hillary Clinton, right, with that investigation and the servers and the the mishandling of classified information. This is all about a derangement of trying to just take down Trump. And in it, it ends up warping your mind of analyzing it multidimensionally where you're saying, hmm, I wonder if I'm going to get proven to be a hypocrite in really short order. They don't do that check. So here they are, and they're playing the clips of Joe Biden just absolutely offended by what was discovered in Mar-a-Lago. And then sure enough, as you point out, you have this new story of he had his own documents that left the White House. And by the way, I'm not surprised by that. I wouldn't be surprised if other presidents and vice presidents left the position and they had some materials but the idea that you're going like, to start raiding Melania's closet and go through the bathroom, and you know, the, the whole thing was just so over the top.
0: It really was. FBI team SWAT raids. And, and I think I read somewhere that they know for a fact Obama's got boxes and boxes and boxes of documents, which you could bet a lot of that is classified, too. So you're exactly right. Uh, every time you're on, Lee, you're better than the last time. You really are great. Thank you for coming on on short notice this morning. As always, a grand slam home run. I love you, Lee Zeldin. Thank you so much. Yes, sir. You're the man. There he is, the great Lee Zeldin.